This is the MLW Radio Network. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Blackheart, the head honcho off the top roast podcast. If you love independent and professional wrestling and like all the juicy gossip of the wrestling industry, then look no further than here, OTTR Headquarters. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Facebook groups, and whatever that you get your podcast from with our, with our latest Last Week of Wrestling, After Darts, Under Boss's Hard Taste, and now a new upcoming trivia game show, Wrestling Every, coming soon. So if you like what you've seen, you love professional wrestling, you love independent wrestling, you love everything about wrestling just yourself, give us a tune. You know, you would not regret it. Blackheart out. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Are you tired of prediction shows? Do you want to fantasy book the companies? Does Bigfoot even really exist? If you answered yes to any of those questions, then check out the podcast that isn't a podcast. Every Tuesday and Thursday, the standing streamer stands and delivers as he and Vanessa talk about all that's going on in pro wrestling today. Plus, see in-depth conversations with people in and around the wrestling world as guests share their stories and insights about making it in the business. The Putting You Over Podcast. Putting your weeknights over every Tuesday and Thursday. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good night. My name is Thomas and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah, yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we shared a room. Thought I knew your face. Yeah, we so go we... way back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do. We do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Brocast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books. We're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also, check us out on Twitter at the Broadcast. That's B R O. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Ending. Yeah, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Two Heels and a Face Wrestling Podcast believes wrestling is a buffet. There's something there for everyone. These guys cover local Chicago indie scene, and all of their episodes can be found at twoheelsandaface.com. The number two heelsandaface.com Hey everyone, my name is referee Tony S and this is Heat, the wrestling podcast. Like you first and foremost, I'm a wrestling fan and for nearly two decades I've maintained law and order inside the squared circle in New England and throughout the country, working with some of the best and brightest from wrestling's past, present, and future. Now, I bring my authoritative tell-it-like-it-is style to the podcast world. Join me each week as we go through all the major headlines from the global companies, independents, and in-between. 
and most importantly, the women will receive the coverage and headlines they truly deserve as they'll empower the second half of the show. Plus, I'll introduce you to my friends and colleagues within all forms of wrestling and entertainment, answer your questions, anything goes, no holds, well, questions barred, and throw in some fun surprises along the way. Get ready for the spark that fuels the flame. Listen on Spotify, Anchor, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to another episode of the Front Row Material Brand. My name is Mike Freeland, and as always, we are brought to you by the MLW Radio Network. You can catch all of our podcasts each and every week, anywhere you get your fine podcasts. As you know, it is Tuesday night, and it is Front Row Material time, and I am joined by my good friend from another country, same continent. We affectionately refer to him as the Bud, Christopher Bud. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing well, Mike. How are you, bud? I have no complaints. And as my co-workers say, even if you did, we wouldn't want to hear them. That's fair. Very much so. So we are talking wrestling, as we always do, each and every Tuesday night. So there's a lot of different things that are happening in wrestling right now. And we're going to talk about different topics. And then we're going to actually do a little fun, interactive uh, game. It's going to be me versus the butt. So stay tuned for that as well. We will uh, definitely keep you abreast. But let's go into wrestling here. Um, the Butster, the, the first thing I want to kind of go into, want to ask you the question. You ready? No, Freeland, I'm a married man. <laughs> first question, is it time for Ronda Rousey to officially wrap up her stint in the world of pro wrestling? Either get in or get out at, the, at this point. I, what, what other, I know she was doing some movies and stuff. She was on a TV show there for a bit. Does she have other avenues happening right now? Or is it just the family life is taking over? What's, uh, what's the deal? It's a good question. I really don't know what she's involved in outside of WWE. I know obviously she's married. She has a child, Mm -hmm. but And she's got enough money for the rest of her life. I mean, this is one thing that very few people really have the liberties to just say, I'm just going to do whatever because money's not really an object right now. Mm -hmm. But after her performance at the Survivor Series, not sure if you got to catch that match, man, was it rough. It was rough. And I mean, not just it was not a good mixture of styles, but it was just a bad match like from beginning to end i don't feel like there was anything that flowed nothing went well it was a lot like well let me put it to you this way it was worse than warrior hogan 1998 las vegas wcw it was that bad oh my that's bad yeah Yeah, it was oh my yeah it was it was so bad people were chanting um, people have on social media said she needs to be fired. Uh, she retained the championship, obviously, but what do you do? Let, let's, let me put you in the situation of Triple H, obviously. I mean, Ronda Rousey's a big deal, and she, I would like to say that she brings money into the company because of her name recognition, but do you think that that name recognition, that UFC star appeal has kind of worn off at this point? I mean... I don't think people are showing up to see Ronda Rousey. Am I wrong? Um, I don't think it's probably worn off. It, it's not shining as bright as it used to. 
but she's she's a women's MMA pioneer. So I mean, she's a big deal, and she will always bring. You know, as Shivani says, put butts in the seats. She will always put butts in the seats. Now, I didn't see Survivor Series. As usual, I had a thousand things going on. And I'll be honest with you, I forgot it was even on until a couple hours ago. Like, oh, we should go back and watch it on the network. But if the match is this bad as what you're saying, she's not in it. She's yeah. just She's just there to cash a paycheck. Whatever, I mean, we, we all do that in our life as well sometimes. But when you're talking about in a, a performance atmosphere like she is in, and you're talking people's safety and whatnot, she needs to either get in or get out. I think she's pretty good, personally. I don't know about how this match went. I didn't see it. But as as a whole, she's, she's a pretty good wrestler. I mean, she's she's damn good talent. Raymond, right? mean, she's a naturally gifted talent. So I think it's it's time for him to sit down and just be like, hey, you need to get in or, or get out. She can go to Brock Lesnar route. I mean, you, Brock you is only show part up every time. once in a while. You could go that route. He still puts out good matches. Mm-hmm. Right? It's just she can't be laying an egg every time in the ring. And I don't think she does. Now, this match by the sounds of it, wasn't so great. But as a rule, she's pretty good in the ring. And she hasn't been doing it for that long. No, she hasn't. I mean, she's been off for a a couple years. Yep. Right? So she's going to have a bit of ring rust. They're they're just trying to make a name off of her name or get recognition off of her name is what it is. I don't think it has the same appeal as what it did have several years ago, but it will still... Give you a crossover, bring in some people that are not WWE or, or pro wrestling fans. Get some MMA fans, grow it a little bit. That's I think that's more the idea behind it. That's why you would bring her in. But if if the matches are are the shits, they're the shits, and that's just not going to work because that will hurt. At the end of the day, yeah, you might get an extra, you know, five hundred MMA fans. Watch it because she's on on the card, but you might lose how many wrestling fans that see she's the main event. Nope, not watching that one. Or when it, even she's not main event, her match comes on, flip the channel, watch something else. Might not even come back that night. You, you got to weigh that out to you know your yin and yang type of thing. She just needs to straighten up. Either get in or get out. Put in. Put in the effort because matches suck. They suck. But is it a one-off? She just had a bad night. That happens too. Right? There's some great talent that put off really shitty matches every once in a while. You're not going to throw a towel in on them. You're not going to say, no, Bret Hart had a bad match tonight. Done. That's that's not the way it is either. Well, I I think a big reason why there's so much contention around Ronda is because... She had a promo on SmackDown, and it was rough. I mean rough. And the the crowd horribly booed her. And there was a lot of people who said, she needs a mouthpiece. She definitely needs to have somebody to Mm -hmm. speak for her because speaking is not what we would say is is her strong point, right? That's fair. 
So that was a, a big detractor from a lot of people really getting on board with her. But this is an article from Forbes. It says, not all news has been good news. However, in the fallout from the Survivor series, hashtag fire Ronda Rousey has become a trending topic amid controversy surrounding Ronda's performance against longtime veteran Shotzi Blackheart. And the detractors have taken to Twitter calling for Rousey's head. One particular reason would be because Rousey botched a DDT on the ring apron, which obviously could have been very, very dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, I think nowadays, and this is just my opinion, but safety is a big, 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 big concern, not only with wrestlers, but with wrestling fans as well, when they notice somebody might be sloppy out there. So you don't want to have someone out there who's reckless. But then again, I also agree with what you said before about you can't just go ahead and and cut someone off at the knees because they had a bad day at the office as well. I think there needs to be that delicate balance. However, I just feel like – how do I say this? I don't necessarily feel like Ronda Rousey was meant for the wrestling business. And what I mean by that is, yeah, she was a fan, absolutely, a big fan of Piper. She loved it. She was in combat sports. I give her a ton of credit for that. But there's a lot more that goes into it than just being an athlete. And she's definitely an athlete. No one's going to take that away from her. But there's a difference between being an athlete and being a performer. Does that make sense? Well, it does for sure. But, I mean, if, if you're going to base it on botches or somebody's not safe, half AEW's not working. A lot of botches in that, a lot of stuff that, you know, doesn't quite pan out. So, you know, there's a lot of bad stuff happens there. And, and just because somebody botches a move, I mean, it's going to happen. Right. You're not, you're not perfect. Nobody is. I don't think it's, it's a malicious thing. You know, I mean, you know, things happen. Like, yeah. I, I didn't see it, so did she slip? Was it a miscommunication? I don't know, but if... If you're going to go that route, that doesn't fly either. You name me anybody who's never botched a move in a match. Owen Hart botched Roman Stone Cold. So should they have got rid of Owen Hart at that time? No. That's ridiculous. I mean, he, he was amazing. Well, I also think in the same context, you know, Owen was a lot more established he was well-liked. He was really safe. That was legitimately a, f- a fluke. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I think with Ronda, I don't necessarily know if I would call that necessarily a fluke. I feel like she she can put on good matches, but I do feel like she's really, really limited in the ring. And I feel like what she does, it's all this MMA-based stuff, like the submission holds. And I get that. That's what she does. But a lot of arm drags and a lot of arm whips. And it doesn't seem like since she's gotten to WWE, she's evolved into the pro wrestling world. I feel like what she's trying to do is take what she does and just bring it into pro wrestling. Do you see where I'm saying where I don't really feel like she's much of a storyteller as far as the psychology in the ring, facial features, and really having a match move based upon things that she doesn't physically have to do. No, you're, you're definitely correct there. But I think that's just it's a lack of experience. 
and you, you can't really get there and say, well, she doesn't have any experience. You, you, you know, she's botched a move here. She's botched a move there. She's had a bad match. That's everybody freeling first when they begin. I don't think it's time to come out with the with the torches and pitchforks for Ronda Rousey yet. Uh, if it's a continual thing, that's different. You know, but like I said earlier, you know, she, she needs to get invested or move on. That's the thing. She doesn't seem, she seems like she's less than part-time on a more than part-time schedule and she just yeah I'm here you know do this I'll do that I mean promos are never going to be a, a great aspect of her she's not terrible on the mic though I, there have been way worse I don't think she's god awful she could benefit from a, a mouthpiece of Heyman you know something like that well, maybe do like a, some kind of stable you know even if it's a part time stable her, Brock, get somebody else from the MMA community or whatnot. Um, I don't know. That, that could be interesting. Something different. No, I agree with that completely. You just make a cameo appearance every once in a while. Smack the piss out of somebody. Have a match here. Have a match there. Go on your merry way. See you in three months' time. I don't know. Some food for thought. I think when WWE had Kane Velasquez, and obviously Kane is... is He's got a mountain of things that he's got to worry about now. But I think when you had Kane Velasquez, I think if they were to have done an MMA contingent, like a group, mm-hmm. I think it would have made more sense. And I think it would have made her feel more natural. But I also think there should be a spokesperson for that group to speak for them just to make sure that there aren't things that she trips up on. What I want to do is I want to play a clip here and I want to get your honest opin- opinion and feedback on this. This is a promo that she cut in the ring with Shayna Baszler, which once again, Shayna, MMA, Shayna Baszler is a fantastic wrestler, but she's also a great performer as well. And I think there's a lot to learn from Shayna Baszler. And I feel like Shayna's now just really starting to get what she deserves. I mean, she came from the same product that Ronda did. And I think in a lot of ways, WWE was thinking, well, we got Shayna Baszler here. She's done these things in the, the world of MMA. Uh, Jessa Dukes did the same thing. Unfortunately, they didn't continue with her, but Ronda was the biggest name at that point in time. So they're thinking, man, she's athletic. She's got name recognition. We've seen what we can do with Shayna. Maybe we can do the same with Ronda. And I think sometimes they might've overreached with their expectations. Um, but I, I can see what you're saying about, you know, we can't really pull the plug on her right now. Plus, I mean, she is your champion. So at this point in time, you're going to have to wait for someone to come along to beat her to at least take a little attention off of her. So if you do decide to cool her down for a little bit, at least it's not affecting the championship, which isn't affecting everything that's going to be happening on a day-to-day basis on the the weekly shows. Mm -hmm. All right, let me try to get this queued up. Let's see. Can you still hear me? Yep. Okay. All right, good deal. So this is, I'm going to take these out of my ears. This is the promo, so hang tight with me. I'm going to go ahead and put this on. You're not going to be able to see it, but I'm going to do my best that I can do. Let's see. All right, here we go.
tonight. Guess what, guys? Accidents happen. Sometimes accidentally on purpose. <laughs> oh, well, enjoying ours that mm. wing, Raquel. Good. Like a turkey wing, I get it. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. Hey, Shotzi, why don't you do yourself a favor and stay sitting at the kiddie table because you are not ready. Enjoy the sparkling cider. Oh, not so fast. What on earth is Shotzi thinking it? Oh, Shotzi, there's a reason she's called me ballsy badass because she's marching her way to the ring to confront both Shayna and Ronda. She has a championship match in 24 hours. Do not jeopardize that by doing something stupid here tonight. Oh, wait. All right, Buster. That was... Yeah. If you would have seen... If you would have seen yeah. the, the visual there, it it was... um. Send me that link, Mike, if you don't mind. I'd yes. like to watch it later. Yes, I'm going to send it to you. Uh, it was really, really rough. And, and once again, I'm not saying that people don't have rough promos, but that looked like they went out there and had no concept of what they were going to do. I'm now going to throw a, another wrench in here. So Rhonda came in during Vince's reign. Correct. Now, do you think some of that is remnants from Vince's reign? You know, brought her in, used her because she's an MMA pioneer, legend, champion, whatever you want to say. Maybe didn't get developed properly, got pushed to the moon a little bit too quick. Think that can be part of it. Now we're uh, stuck with her. Uh, stuck with it as bad. I shouldn't say that, but you know what I mean. No, I, I know what you're saying. What it is. Yeah, no, I mean, I think there's a lot to be said for that. And and I think with the Ronda Rousey experience, and hold on, I'm plugging my headphones back in. Probably muted right now. Am I muted? No, I'm not muted. Good. Um, I think the Ronda Rousey situation when Vince came in, I think he was trying to promote his product by the use of somebody who was famous, who was well-known, um, that already had a certain intangible with being able to be in the ring, but she lacked the ability to perform. He lacked the ability to perform. And wrestling is way more than just the athletic aspect of it. Way more. <laughs> and I don't think she really... Did she even spend much time or any time in NXT? I don't think she even was down there, was she? No, I'm sure she was in developmental... Right. Somewhere, but, not, but no, she wasn't on NXT brand. or Florida Championship or, or um, what else knows, Ohio Valley or nothing like that. I don't think so. Yeah, Not, not in there. matches anyhow. Correct. So... Look, Triple H has done great things since he's come into power. And I have no doubt that he's going to do well moving forward. But I think he's going to have to definitely right some wrongs that Vince has done. And unfortunately, I do not feel like this women's division really needs Ronda Rousey right now. Think about it from this perspective. You're going to get Charlotte Flair back very soon. I don't know if you follow her on Instagram, but... She uh, posted some pictures in her gallery showing her walking to the ring with the championship. 
now might be the perfect time to go ahead and get that title off of Ronda and then put it on someone else. Like they take, they took the belt off of what Liv Morgan to put it onto Ronda. Looking back in hindsight, I don't necessarily know if that was the best, best decision to make. Really, Mike? Well, I, hey, leave it on Liv Morgan. Why not? She's Liv. No, just no. Should I cue that clip back up again? Hey, I never said the promos were great, but Liv's not good in the ring. She's not. I mean, they could have they could have had Liv at least limp towards someone coming back. But, but think about this: you got you got now you have Mia Yim who's back. I don't see why she can't be in the title picture. She's a hell of a wrestler. Why is Shayna Baszler not more of a cha- not being pushed in the championship category? That still befuddles me completely. Why is Natty Neidhart not there? Once again, great question. She's always the one making stars, but she's never really looked upon as being the star. Right. I mean, she's not going to be around for a hell of a lot longer. Well, uh, I don't blame at some too, point, I... do you not be like, listen, Natty, you've been with us forever. You know, your husband was with us. Your family's been with us. You know, you've made umpteen stars for us. Here's a six-month title reign because you deserve it. Like, I don't know. Do you not have to reward somebody like that at a certain point? And I'm not just saying that being biased, being a homer, she's Canadian, I'm Canadian. I, not at all. That goes for a lot of talent. We just happen to be talking about the women's division right now. You know, people that just keep putting others over and over and over. Like Tommy Dreamer in ECW. Yeah. In the real ECW. Yes. Right? Another prime example. Would do anything for the Federation. You know, put umpteen people over. Had great matches. You know, people like that need to be rewarded. You know, company people. Like true blue company people. Right? So, it, they, what I think they need to do is they need to develop more. more I mean, this is a a line you've heard me say umpteen times, and not just WWE, AEW. Uh, I don't really follow anybody else, so I'm sure the other ones are the same. You can't just have the same handful of people on TV every week or in every pay-per-view. You know, you can't just pass the title around between four or five talent, male, female, tag teams, trios, whatever it is, because you get tired of it. Everybody gets tired of it. And realistically, WWE, in the last five years, who's been your female champions? Becky, Charlotte, Ronda, Liv, Bailey? Yeah. Right? Um, Sasha? Yeah, Sasha as well. Naomi? Well, Naomi, fair enough. But it's, it's been, but it's, it's more or less been the same five or six wrestling one another over and over and over. Where's Dakota Kai? Where's your Shayna's? Where's your, you know, your Natty's? Because people just get tired of it. Well, I think what they're doing, and this is the only thing that I can come up with, is, you know, when you look at their roster and you look at the people that in WWE who I think are going to become more, B-Fab is definitely have a chance to become more. 
Um, we already seen Asuka have the championship and we've seen her run with it. So that doesn't really necessarily scream to me. She needs another one. Um, Amari Miller, I think could be another one, but you have a lot of people like, and I'm looking at it right now. Uh, Aaliyah James is young, but I think she's going to build herself into something. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's interesting to see what they're going to do with Alexa bliss. I feel confident that Mandy Rose is going to come back to the main roster after her run with the NXT women's championship. And I think she's going to do really well. And I think she needed that time to go down to get seasoned. But I think when she comes back, I think she's going to do really well. But right now it's tough because wrestling fans can be fickle, very fickle. When they like something, they support it and they push it to the moon. But when they don't like something, they absolutely hate it and they bury it. And right now, I feel like Rhonda is in that category. And I hate to say this, but sometimes there's guilty by association. You know, sometimes we talk about one wrestler giving another wrestler the rub, right? And um, it's a good thing. In this situation, I think that Shayna is not getting a rub from Rhonda. Rhonda's not getting a rub from Shayna, which I think it, it, it's probably supposed to be that way. But it's just not working. Shotzi Blackheart is really good. She's super over right now. They loved her in NXT. They were hoping to give her a chance, hoping to have a really good match with Rhonda. That in itself didn't happen. So I'm curious to see what they're going to do moving forward, if they're going to do anything more with Shotzi or not. Um but yeah, they have to solidify that a lot better when it comes to the, the SmackDown brand until Charlotte Flair returns. And I wouldn't imagine you would bring her back until it's a major pay-per-view. Um, between now and I'm trying to think here, the only time you could probably bring her back would be the Royal Rumble if she was like a surprise entrance. When's the Rumble? Uh, in January. Okay. Well, you you want her back sense. for Mania. Absolutely. But, I mean, if she won the, the Women's Royal Rumble, that would then put her right in contention to have a shot at the champion. I mean, obviously, I do not foresee them taking the belt off of Ronda between now and WrestleMania. I mean, who, who are they going to give it to at this point? It's such short notice because WrestleMania season's coming up really quickly. You want to start building up a story. Right after Christmas, obviously January, you'd still have February. You'd still have all of March. And then the first week of April is when you're going to have Mania. So I I think that's probably, in my mind, where they're going with this. But um, I, I could be wrong. You could have Mandy Rose show up, and she could be in the, the Women's uh, Royal Rumble. She could win it. And then obviously go to become a double champion or whatever it may be. But the Ronda Rousey experience, I just feel like... For everybody who crapped on the Liv Morgan experience and said, well, if you're going to put this per- live over this person and then over this person, you know, uh, maybe they should have stretched that out a little bit longer. Well, to, uh, two final points, if I may. Sure. First off, Shayna Baszler is getting completely wasted. Oh, I've said that for years. Absolutely. That's, that's devastating. And I don't want to see Charlotte with the belt again. Just That's don't. too old. It's the same thing. It's like Ric Flair holding the championship. Yeah. No, not that she's not good. She's damn good, damn talented. Don't get me wrong. I've seen it too much. I'd sooner have her come back and feud in in a mid card. I'm not saying that she's not talented enough to be main eventing, but I just don't want to see it 
being her again for the next year, two years, three years. When you have so much other talent that needs a chance, needs right. some exposure. No, I agree. I agree right. completely. Mandy Rose take was interesting though. Her coming well, in at Royal Rumble. I'm I don't hate that. Right? Something different. You need that. Well, you're right. You you have to find ways to try things a little different. And I think that was all it was intended to be, was just mm-hmm. an experience. Hey, let's try this. If it works, great. If it doesn't work, I get it. But you got to try. And I think they did. And I think it didn't quite work out the way they wanted it to. But once again, sometimes you have to go there to find out if it's really, truly going to work. They're in a transitional period, too, don't forget. No, they're, they're going from the Vince era to the Triple H era. True. So there, there's going to be some growing pains. No, there's going to be some leftover whatever it would be from when Vince was running the show. I'm not saying Vince did a bad job or a good job. It's just it's different than what Triple H is going to do. So there's going to be some of that transitional issue to where things might not go quite as smooth. You know, just kind of go quickly. You have to. Well, let me also ask you about somebody else who was super pushed, then very much cooled off, and now they're trying to repackage him. And I want to get your take on Austin Theory. Austin Theory was, was Vince's guy, right? And we got him shoved down our throats. It, it almost felt reminiscent of Roman Reigns, just shoved down our throat. He's Vince's guy. He's going to be the next guy. And then Vince is gone now. And he has the Money in the Bank briefcase. He cashes in and loses. But now we see recently he won the U.S. title when he uh, defeated Seth Rollins and Bobby Lashley in a triple threat match. Now he's got the title. What is your thoughts on your predictions of what Triple H will do with Austin Theory. Do you think this guy is going to be built up to potentially, at least in their minds, be a big-time player? Or do you think, no matter what, he's still going to be just a mid-card guy? They're going to try to make him a big guy, like a, a big-time player. Don't for, he means young. 25. That's young? Yeah. Really? Handsome young fella. Looks good. He can wrestle. Yeah. He's what you want. He's not one of those great big guys, you know, because, I mean, that era is gone for the most part. There are a couple left around, but, you know, the guys that are doing it now, the successful ones for the most part are, you know, obviously in great shape, but they're not six foot five and 300 pounds, gas to the gills. You know, there are guys that can go. He can go. I think he's got a good opportunity, right? And he deserves this opportunity. No, same thing. I mean, Triple H inherited him as getting pushed, but he's exactly what you want. If you're going to try to build around, he's your guy. Right? Why wouldn't you? He's got lots in, you know, barring injuries and so on and so forth. But at the current traje- trajectory, he's a he's just a guy. I'd go with it. Give it a chance. If he shits the bed, it is what it is. But you got to give him a chance. Right. Not just him. People in general. You need to give them a chance. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. You're not always going to hit a home run. Sometimes you're going to give somebody a chance that he 
That was the drizzling shit, so let's move on. That did not pan out. But that's just a chance to take. You have to. You can't just keep going back to the well, the Goldberg. Bring back Goldberg again. He's over. Well, yeah, he is, but Bill's old. Not there. He's young. You get behind somebody like him, you get 20 years out of him. It's a long time. Right. You could. 25 years old, you get 20 years out of him. Yeah, that's only 45. Now guys are going into their 50s, so. Ric Flair's 92. He just <laughs> had his last match. Uh, I uh, We're going to talk about Ric Flair in a little bit, because uh, oh, uh, some, some new Ric Flair news has come out. But uh, there's an article out here right now, and I want to read a little bit of this. It says, Austin Theory has been on a roller coaster in the last month in WWE with some of the highest of the highs and the lowest of lows. The former Money in the Bank briefcase holder did something unthinkable to start off the month of November, becoming the first person to cash in the championship on a non-majors championship and losing a sequence of events viewed by many as the death of his career. Now, at this time, it was hard to envision a 25-year-old would survive such a defeat like this. But somebody says in WWE that despite him losing, he is still getting over that person is Road Dog, and this is what Road Dog had to say. If you think Austin Theory working on TV a bunch and having great matches, but hasn't won any of the crowd over, I don't think you would be right, James said on the latest episode of Oh You Didn't Know podcast. This is where I'm going to anger a lot of people. Austin Theory is putting on some, as the kids would say, bangers, and he's having some great matches. If wrestling is so good and profitable and marketable, why isn't his credibility to wrestle greatly getting him over? So, right now he has the ear of Road Dog. Road Dog has clearly a good connection with Triple H. When it comes to Austin Theory, we've talked about this, not even talking about Austin Theory, but in general, mm-hmm. you don't have to always win to get over, right? And you can get over in a losing effort. Depends on how the story is told, right? If this is truly the case, and Austin Theory is going to be one of your young guns that you use to take it to the next level, then you really have to start putting the gas and the oil in the engine right now. Because you got a perfect situation right now. You got Roman Reigns, who's got both championships. At some point in time, he's got to lose one of them, if not both of them. Would you say, in your opinion, when it comes to Raw, who is the heir apparent to be the champion on Raw? Do you think it is, hey, let's give Bobby Lashley another shot at it? We've done that before. Seth Rollins, I feel like that's just wash, rinse, and repeat again. I'm lukewarm to that idea. Do you think bringing in having Cody dethrone Roman Reigns is that something that would be a big deal? Or do you think maybe you got to shake it up a little bit and you got to go with somebody super young, surprise everyone, and put it on Austin Theory? Who do you, because once again, I mean, you're going to have to find somebody who's going to be Raw champion when Roman's not carrying it. And you got to find someone who's going to be SmackDown champion when Roman's not carrying it. So the big oh, question it's... is. Who's it going to be? Otis. He just takes over it all. (laughs) Otis just eats the bloodline and just... Raw, uh, SmackDown, AEW, AAA, New Japan. Oh, everything. Just the Otis show. Um, Otis show. Who would I... 
Um, Cody wouldn't be a terrible call. Um, I could see, I could see in a little bit of time, giving it to Theory. See how he does for the next little bit, championship, you know. See if he's getting over or whatnot. You know Cody's going to get over. That That's oh, sure. virtually a, a guarantee. Yes. He's going to get over. Right, He's going to bring you some fans that might have left, went to AEW, Cody's back, but as soon as Cody came back, he got hurt. So he didn't really get that. You know, you bring him back, he's your champion. If you make Cody your champion, it's got to be a transitional thing. I don't think you put the title on him for an extended amount of time. Unless you just want to go right offside, like I'm talking stupid. Don't make a get a, a Cody and an Austin Theory feud going. I don't know. The, the reason I go with, set, with that theory is, huh, you like that theory? Like the reason that. I go with that is it's a complete shakeup to your title picture. Yes. Like you got nobody left from previous, really. You know, it's a complete shakeup. Only thing is, what do you do with with Roman and Seth? So that's you gotta take that into consideration. But if you have a complete shakeup right offside, I don't know, it could be interesting. Cody will be a safe bet to get over. But it's not going to help you long term. I don't. I don't think I'd have him more as a transitional. I don't think he's a guy that you're going to have at the head of the championship in WWE. And I like Cody. I ain't saying he's not good. I just don't think he's your guy. So let me ask you this. So not not to get away from the the conversation of Austin Theory, but since you did bring you know, we did bring up Cody in the conversation, what would you? Why would you say maybe Cody is not necessarily a long term? champion uh, option for WWE. Do you feel like... Just a feeling I get. I, I can't... I can't nail it down. It's not like he doesn't have talent. It's right. not like he doesn't have charisma. It's not like he... It's it's not that. It's But it's just... I like Cody. I root for Cody, but I wouldn't be behind him being a champion. Never know. Maybe if he comes back from injury and he's, you well, as the kids say, putting on bangers, you know, maybe. But right now, I think he'd be more of a, you know, IC champ, well, Cody champ. Somebody that's at that he's, he's your guy. You're 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 wrestling champ. Every week he's on putting on great matches. He's perfect for that. Taylor made. I'm just not sure he's the guy because I want to see him wrestle. Right. If he comes in as the heavyweight champion, we're not going to see him every week. No. Right. It's going to be you know, picking and choosing. Yeah, He might be on TV every week, but he's not going to be wrestling every week. He'll be more of a promos, a match here, a match there, you know, uh, run in here, something like that, pay-per-views. No, Cody would be better suited as uh, your your modern day Bobby Eaton. Basically, always putting off great matches. You know, you could have him wrestle nine matches in a week, and nine of them are going to be fantastic. 
that's where I think you would benefit from him more so than having him basically wrestle part-time almost. Like, generally, when you become the world champ, you're teetering on a part-time wrestler. Actually in-ring wrestling. Not that you're not on TV, but actually in-ring. It gets much more limited. I just don't think Cody would benefit from that. Well, he did say a big reason why he decided to come back to WWE was because he wanted to win the big one. Now, once again, he says, looking back in hindsight, that he shouldn't have said, well, if I don't win the world title in AEW, I would never compete for it ever again. I think that stipulation was super weird. Um, but yet they they went with it. I wonder if Cody would have had the same sentiments about wanting to go back to win the big one in WWE had things gone differently behind the scenes at AEW. Or are we trying to say that the things that happened backstage had nothing to do with it? Cody just decided, you know what? We started this company. It's probably not going the direction that I want. I do know that I have value somewhere else. I'm just going to go back. Yeah, I think he took off because he knew it was turning into a dumpster fire. Are we, are we thinking that it is? AEW is a dumpster fire? Yeah. Right now, yeah. Backstage is bad right now. Uh, from everything you read, guys are having a little pissing contests on Twitter. You know, we, we've had this conversation freeland privately and on the show. It's, Jesus, you just can't do that. Professionally, you can't do You can't do that at school. Sure. I can't do that at my office. You know, if you pull that shit, you're done. Then, no, you can't do that just because you're a professional wrestler on TV. No, one or two nights a week, you just can't. It's, it's juvenile. It's stupid. It's very unprofessional. I think AEW needs a boot right in the hind end. They need a dictator at this point. Somebody's going to come in and be like, boys, enough of the bullshit. We're not having it. If you act like that, done. Back to the independence for you. Don't want to hear your bullshit. You don't need to be buddies, but we're not going to have this crap going on. you got to be professionals. And that's one thing, and I know you don't fancy or WWE. You're coming around a little bit, but for a long time you didn't fancy WWE. But you never heard, you know, uh, anybody, Bobby Lashley come out saying that Edge is a fucking asshole and I don't like him and he's acting like a prick in the background. You never heard it. No, I mean, this yeah. is true. Because if you pulled that shit, Vince would string you up. Oh, I agree. And you I know agree full well you'd be kicking stones down the road, or you're going to be an OVW, or you're just going to be blackballed, or, you know. Yep, we're going to bring you in and get the piss beat out of you every week and give you, make you the gobbly gooker. Some god awful piss poor gimmick. And that's what Vince would have done. That's one thing you never seen happen with WWE. For all their faults, you know, they're professionals. There's none well, of that bullshit. I think at the end of this, we all agree that if Roman is going to drop the championships, and obviously at some point he will, it would only make sense if you're going to invest in Austin Theory, you got to go all chips in. You got to push them all to the center of the table and you got to at least really go hard for this guy 
for the simple fact that at the end of the day, if you don't, then why did you invest all this time into him, right? So it would make sense for him. Now, as far as anyone else is concerned, I feel like in a lot of ways, you're not going to go back to a Braun Strowman. No. I just don't feel like he's a title carrier. You could go back to a Bobby Lashley You is a maybe. The Cody Rhodes thing, we agreed. We could see that as a, as a short-term situation, mm-hmm. but definitely not long-term. Um, Seth Rollins, I, I really feel like when you look at a Seth Rollins, I feel like he's in a really good place in his career where he's more about storytelling. He's almost in the, the Brian Danielson uh, situation when it comes to where he's in his career. He wants to tell good stories. He doesn't necessarily, I don't want to say care about winning championships, but it's just not his main focus. It's mm-hmm. not his main focus. So you take him out of the equation. Um, you got a Kevin Owens. I mean, you could always go back to the well with that. But I think with Triple H, what he wants to do is he wants to have a signature imprint, like you said before. This is a new era. He wants to put his thumbprint on here. This is going to be my guy to go into the future for the next 20, 25, whatever years we have this guy signed to the company. Mm-hmm. And I think Austin Theory checks a lot of boxes. And remember, people booed John Cena for the longest time. And eventually people came around to John Cena. People booed the hell out of Roman Reigns. They originally you know, came around to Roman Reigns, and then obviously he went heel. But I think it does make a lot of sense but you don't also want to rush it. So I'm with you on that one. Um, I also don't know if you heard the news that there is, um, I don't necessarily want to call it rumor, but that Bobby Roode, there's a good chance Bobby Roode's going to be coming back soon. That's fantastic. I like Bobby Roode. Just for his entrance alone, I will watch Bobby Roode. Yeah, Bobby Roode is glorious. That's fantastic. I will watch that every night. Yes. Right. I might turn it off after his entrance. But I'm like Bobby Roode's good. No, but the entrance I'm, I'm of the road being a smartass. But no, Bobby Roode's good. He's another guy that's underappreciated, I think. Right, the, the stuff he was doing in what was it, TNA, mm-hmm. or was it Impact then, or I don't know what the hell it was. It's the same thing. Yeah, I know. He was putting off some great matches there. Right, he can still go. He's getting a little long in the tooth, but he can still go. Yeah, he right? he's a guy that you'll watch. Why would anyhow? Well, we just got done talking about potentially the Royal Rumble, and we could see a lot of things change there. Obviously, the big turning of the page normally happens at WrestleMania, but I think the ball starts to get into motion around um, the Royal Rumble. Speaking of long in the tooth, I'm going to have to bring this up. Let's talk about Ric Flair. Do we have to? Ric Flair gives an update. This is the headline. Ric Flair gives the update on his Royal Rumble status. You heard me correct. His status for this year's Royal Rumble. Let me go ahead and let me read you just a snippet of this article. Here we go. With Survivor Series and War Games just happening, the next big event is going to be the Royal Rumble. In the latest episode of To Be The Man podcast, Ric Flair spoke about the January 28th, 2023 Royal Rumble and what his status is for the match. He said, and I quote, I'm still looking forward to the 30th anniversary. By the way, of course, social media screwed that up. I have not been invited to the Royal Rumble as of yet, Flair said. Um, I'm going to San Antonio to sign autographs separately on the day of the Rumble. Once again, I've yet to be invited. However, if they want me, I will put my gear on. 
just like my last match. It would be fine. All right. Let me ask you a question. Would Triple H... I don't think he would, just for the liability reasons. What would there, what would there to be to gain having him in the Royal Rumble? Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't even feel like it would be for that nostalgia. Like, you know, oh, this, you know, former star is coming in and just making an appearance. It's, it's Ric Flair. And I think if you haven't seen his last match, you can probably find clips on YouTube. It was not good. And for every person who says nothing was wrong with it, it wasn't that bad. I would love to ask you then what was good about it? Because I couldn't find a single high spot. The man even openly admitted he passed out twice during the match. Mm-hmm. Twice. Twice. <sighs> but what's your take? I mean, do you lose a little respect for WWE if they were? I, this was never going to happen. But if they were to put him in the Royal Rumble? If, if they do, oh yeah, that's terrible. However, there's there's no there's just no way. Why would you hey I like Ric Flair? I like the nostalgia factor. I love bringing back the legends. Rick's old, like old old. Mm-hmm. And he's beat up. And I'm not trying to be miserable or, or a, a jerk or nothing like that. I, I don't want to see it no more. I just don't want to see it. I enjoy the thought of Ric Flair, you know, even 15 years ago. I can deal with that. He was, you know, he was a little beat up and he was not a young man at that point. But at least he could still wrestle then. I mean, I haven't seen the last, the, his last match. I've seen highlights of it. I've read about it. Me and you have talked about it. Me and Rit, you know, we've talked about it on here. I haven't heard one person say, eh, it was good. Not a soul. He's, how old is he? Is he 70? He's, he's 73. He was born on February 25th, 1949. Just so you know, February 25th is a fantastic day to be born. Just in case you were wondering. Why, why would it be so wonderful? I was born February 25th. February 25th is when the ass came into the world 79 so you are officially 30 years younger than he is yes so i just don't want to see it i what entertainment value is he going to bring at this point realistically yeah we get to see him styling her profile and coming onto the ring in his robe yeah that's cool that'll always be cool i'll always love watching that then he's going to get in the ring Realistically, what's he going to do? couple chops. Might do a knee drop. Face plant. No, if it's a normal match, figure four. You're obviously not doing a figure four in, in the Royal Rumble. And he's just... It just won't look visually appealing. Because he just... He can't go. Rick Flair I don't want to keep appealing. watching it. I don't, I don't want... To be watching the Royal Rumble, and you know, next thing they're throwing up the X. Because <laughs> heaven forbid, no, seriously, 
he fucking had a stroke. Or oh Jesus! Or or yeah, whatever. I just I don't want to see that. Yeah. You know, I have memories of him. No, him and Steamboat. Now I'm also old, so I can remember that. But you know, I have those memories. I have memories of him with the Horseman. You know, I have memories of him with um, Evolution. I don't know him and Jay Lethal even. And Impact was good. Anything he's done in the last ten years has not been good because he just can't do it anymore. It's just it's just not fun to watch. No, no that's not going to make anybody order the pay per view. No, or or if they have Peacock or the network, tune in. Oh, I heard rumors Ric Flair is going to be on. Oh, I better make sure my ass is at home so I can watch that. Nobody is. There's no there's no value to it. Leave it be. Let him be, you know, a brand ambassador. Do some autographs, do some pictures, stuff like that. Cool. He deserves it. He's a legend. He's done so much for the world of wrestling. Just not in a ring anymore, man. Please. For the love of all that's sacred, stop. Please stop. I'm with you. No, I agree with you 100%. I am not... Ready, willing, or wanting to see the Nature Boy in a pro wrestling ring anymore. Hopefully we can put all those rumors to rest and be done with it. Let me ask you this. Um, And it's interesting that, that, you know, I'm intentionally bringing up WWE and the WWE conversations more than I have in a very long time. But I want to ask you this question. I feel like in a lot of ways with the Roman Reigns conversation, right? Who's Roman Reigns going to drop these titles to? How is that transition going to be? Obviously, give the man some time off, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Jimmy and Jay, this bloodline storyline is really, really good. Like, I really started to follow it. I'm starting to watch it. The story aspect of it is good. I don't necessarily get into necessarily the matches and all that kind of stuff because a match is a match, in my opinion. They are veterans. They know what they're doing. They're not rookies. But where do you go with the tag titles with Jimmy and Jay? Because obviously at some point in time, they're going to drop the titles. And I don't really feel like WWE has a wealth of tag teams. And they don't necessarily really push tag teams. And I think that's maybe partly the reason why they put the titles on Jimmy and Jay's. Because, well, really, who are they going to compete against, right? They can't have matches with themselves. Is there anybody in WWE that you feel like would be great if there was a best of three, four matches or however long you would have a program with, with Jimmy and Jay that could legitimately be a threat to their championships? Uh, Jimmy and Jay are probably drop the titles next time one of them gets arrested for DUI. It's probably what's going to happen. They're, they're, they're not exactly, um, they don't always play by the rules, put you that way. Um, who do you put it on? Nobody. There isn't anybody. Really. Name me three legit tag teams in WWE right now. Oh gosh, that's a tough one. Um, right now, who is, who's teaming with Otis right now? Gable. Gable. Do you feel like that would be a worthwhile thing? Hell yeah. Anything Otis does is worthwhile to me. In the real world, no. 
Um, let me think who else could be a good. I'm trying to think realistically here. Um, hmm. The fact that you had to think about it this much proves my point for that. No, I mean, you're right. You're right. Um, gosh, that is really hard because don't you also feel like right now in a lot of ways, tag teams aren't really tag teams. They're, they're singles guys that are paired up together. Mm-hmm. That's really what it's become. You know what tag team I'd like to see get put together? Okay. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. No Sammy's that's obviously not gonna happen, but if you work that in somewhere, I'd watch it. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus the Usos. Oh, I think it'd be a great do match. some kind of swerve there. I don't know. I mean, Sammy and Kevin, they've had great matches against each other when he was uh Kevin Steen and Generico. Right. You know, Sammy Zayn can go. People yeah. don't talk about him nearly enough. Kevin Owens can go. Right. The Usos can go. Shit, that'd be fun. What do you think? What do you think about the the Street Profits? Were you ever a big fan of the Street Profits? I don't mind them. Not my cup of tea. They're good. They're talented. They can wrestle. Just not my cup of tea. Yeah, because it's interesting. Like when I look at this, this is insane. Like. I'm clicking on this right here. So when you have the current stars, you really don't have a lot of, of tag teams. It's a lot of just two guys being put together. Like, you know, Ray and Dominic were put together at one point. I mean, you would have, what is the name of the, uh, the faction that Dominic's in with Rhea Ripley and uh, judgment day. Yep. You could have that. You could have judgment day, uh, take the championships away. That might mm-hmm. be something that's interesting, but where are the War Raiders or whatever hell they're called now? The 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 oh let me let me the Viking Experience the Viking Ra- I don't know <laughs> the Viking Experience I don't remember oh you know who gosh. I'm talking about yes I know who you're um uh, let's see here my gosh you put in Viking Raiders you're gonna actually get the Minnesota Vikings versus <laughs> the Las Vegas Raiders score coming up yeah, um. Watching. Let's see. Eric and Ivar. They are managed by Sarah Logan. Obviously, who Sarah Logan is getting a uh, a new name. I think she's going to be called Valhalla now. Uh, I don't see an issue w- with that. So they are on SmackDown. I think that could be a very good opportunity. They're good. Yeah, they are. They're really good. Right? They put off great matches in NXT. Right? Two mm-hmm. big burly dudes are perfect Vikings. Two big burly powerhouse dudes, but they can move for guys their size. Yeah, they definitely can. Right? I don't know. Have they ever really been given a push? Not not a not a big one. They've had, you know, a little sample here, a little sample there, you know, a little tickle of the taint here, a little tickle of the taint there. They never really got a push. You like that? I do. I like that. I like that. Tickle the taint. Um, so you have, let's take a look at this. You have Chase University, Andre Chase and Duke Hudson. They could Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. Let's see. You got the brawling brutes. I mean, I mean, they're a, they're a trio, mm-hmm. but
but you could definitely put them in there as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Alpha Academy. Who else? Let's see. You could bring up the Diamond Mind. I think that could potentially be it. But once again, a lot of these, you could do Hit Row, but I don't know. I just don't have anyone right there. Like an AEW, for example, I really feel like they are really good at tag team wrestling, my opinion. I think they do tag team wrestling well. Um, Oh, one last thing I will say. I will say I think it would be great to see Gunther dethrone Roman Reigns and have the Imperium take the championships off of the Usos and the Bloodline. I think that would be great. That's not bad. That's yeah. That's that's interesting. I could see. Is that a long term story? Are we talking something? Um, bring them in, give them a little bit of a push, but it's well, not be- going to be a a one year thing. Where do you where do you go? Well, but I think the big thing is because they're trying to launch. They got rid of NXT UK, mm-hmm. so now they're trying to relaunch WWE Europe, which is their next big thing. Mm-hmm. I think going and it's going to be happening in 2023. What better way to do that than to obviously have that happen and have them hold the titles and to be the bearers, you know what I mean? To show WWE Europe what it's like to be, you know, the champion. And I think that would make a lot of sense in my opinion. It'll make a lot of sense for Europe. Uh, how do you think North American fans would have been? Are you okay, Freeland? I don't what know. What do you have in your yeah? <laughs> Got something stuck in there. It's not, it's like it's, you know when you eat an orange and you get the, the fibers in there? I got something See, stuck in there. here in Canada, we have this thing called a toothbrush. Yep. Yep, I knew that we'll was fix that right up. I knew that was coming. I, like, knew, I, mean, I know you're from that. Ohio, but you know. Mm-hmm. Well, I brush. I brush on a consistent basis. I brush. I make sure I brush twice a week. No, I brush more than that. I probably brush about three times a week. That's, that's good enough. That's not bad for I mean, Ohio. That's fantastic. I mean, cracker. Hey, <laughs> once a month. <laughs> hey, I'm considered high class here in Cincinnati. I brush three times a week. If I brushed four times, I'd be in the governor's office right now, my friend. But I digress. Where were we? The, the Imperium. Let's talk about the Imperium. Um, if you if you make the Imperium your champion, uh, yeah, they're over like Rover in Europe. I think in North America, nobody cares. Okay, then what about the, the Brawling Brutes? Nope. The North American fans will not get behind a European faction running the show. I just don't think it'll get over. What that and then at that point in time, once again, I hate to say this, but you got to go and you got to say, we've looked at what we have currently. Maybe we need to dip into the NXT roster and bring somebody else up to just bring them into the mix. Mm-hmm. I, if you had Gunther in the mix, or, or the Imperium in general in the mix, that's fair because you know you do want the extra exposure over in Europe. But to have them just running the show. No, I, I don't think I'll get over. I think definitely in the States, fans will lose their shit. Here in Canada, it is what it is. Right. You know, it's not as big of a deal. But even for me, I'm like, uh, 
can I, am I really going to get behind, you know, Imperium? I'm, I don't think I'll drink that Kool-Aid. Well, plenty of things to still discuss. If you are wanting to chime in on this conversation, you can hit me up on social media. You can follow me at Mike, M-I-K-E-F-R-E-L-A-N-D. Uh, Butster, what can people hit you up on social media if they would like to talk to you about this conversation? Yeah, at Gotnoof2291. G-O-T-N-E-W-F-2291. 2291. Very cool. What's the 2291 stand for? It was the last four digits of my phone number growing up. Oh, nice. Yep. In the in the in the got, what's the got? You ever heard of got milk? Like angle? Got Noof. Yeah. From Newfoundland. Nice. So very nice. That's, that's Do you it. have a dog? No. Cat. You have a cat. Would you get a Newfoundland dog? I would love one. What would the wife my say? My wife said no. Really? Because she doesn't want two big, hairy, drooly Newfies in bed with her at the same time. Ah, that's true. Some women would pay ah! good money for that. They would. Absolutely, they would. And if you put that online, you could make yourself some good money. Um, we could both disappoint her. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, let's go ahead and let's talk a little AEW here as well. As we know, coming off the heels of last week's show, John Moxley confronted William Regal, and obviously he told William Regal to run away, run far, far away, and never come back. That led to a lot of people online, but thinking that maybe this was Tony Khan's way of potentially writing William Regal off of TV. Maybe he was gone. Um, late last week, people were talking about that it was believed that William Regal had only signed a one-year contract. It was not up yet, but it was it was still a one-year deal. Now Meltzer is going back and saying that it looks like it was more of a three-year deal and that he's definitely going to be with the company. But if you are the one running things, right, William Regal turned on the Blackpool Combat Club, and I've got a whole conversation about that, and sides with MJF, what do you do with MJF now as the champion? Who does he start his first program with? Now that he's the new champion, I mean, conventional wisdom would say Moxley, but I also feel like no. maybe, maybe it's time to turn the page from that right now. What is your thoughts? Go back to Moxley and have this no. continue, or have something else start. Uh, Mox is not the guy right now. Uh, nothing against Mox. Fantastic, great talent, love him. We've we've been watching that. Let's let's give us give me something new. Give me. Um, I want to see him work it into where I'd see uh, Daniel Bryant, Brian Danielson, whatever the hell he is now. Mm-hmm. Him and MJF. I think that could be a good match. You'd have to do a some sort of transition. You know, uh, they're pissed off because Regal left. He's gone with MJF now. You know, they feud back and forth. Uh, you got. I think you would need to align MJF with somebody. Okay. Because you no know, Blackpool Combat Club, just you know, three guys, four guys. You know, he's not going to go at it alone. You no, know, so you want to start him a faction, but then you get into how many factions is enough. You know, that gets a little bit old too. It turns into basically a, a gang fight every every Wednesday and Friday night. True. Yeah. You're only going to watch that so much. 
Um, I don't think Mox is the answer right now. Mox still has to stay around, obviously. And he's still he's still a superstar. Um, what about you to start with? Okay, you're going to start a feud with the Combat Club. Have a build up to where you know, okay, Mox, if you want a chance at me, no, you got to earn it. Well, you gotta wrestle these guys. You gotta wrestle these guys. Or, okay, I'll have it to where Claudio's gotta wrestle MJF. They have a little bit of feud back and forth. If Claudio wins, then Daniel Bryant gets a chance, right? And then you now you get them going back and forth. Keeps Regal and the Blackpool Combat Club in. You know, going back and forth with MJF. You no, know, if Daniel Bryant wins, non-title, of course. Okay, now Mox gets a chance that we could ride that out for a couple months. Give Mox a bit of a break from being your guy. No, you probably wouldn't put him over. Unless MGF is just not getting over as a champion, which would shock me if he's not. But Right. I don't know, that's one way you could go if you want to keep the Blackpool Combat Club in it. Something a little bit different. Have it be a ladder type of thing. Right, the only way that Mox gets a chance is if his two guys beat MJF. I uh, I don't know. Go somebody. I just don't want to see Mox and MJF again right now. I really well, don't. We've seen it, and I think that's the big thing. Nothing against anything, but we've seen it. No, it's not, not necessarily new anymore. It, it just it's like everything. It's like period. Everything. It's like pro football. If it's the same two teams all the time, then yeah, I ain't watching this week. Right? It's just it gets boring. You, well, you just get tired of it. Let me ask you this question. I'm gonna throw out some names. You tell me if you think that this would make sense. Now, and here's the other thing I want to throw out here. I don't know if you you heard about this though. So at final battle, Chris Jericho is once again going to be defending his world title against Claudio Castagnoli. Okay. So that's going to be the main event for final battle. So it looks like Claudio obviously is wanting to compete for the ring of honor championship. However, when he came out, he wasn't wearing any Blackpool combat club merchandise as they normally do. Now the stipulation of the match is if Jericho beats Claudio, Claudio has to join the JAS. So are we assuming if we're connecting the dots here that the Blackpool Combat Club either is in disarray or is not even a thing anymore. Oh, they're in disarray. They just lost their leader. They right. lost, just lost your leader, just lost the title. They're in disarray. Claudio's not joining Jericho Appreciation. So if he doesn't join, then, then he has to win the match. That's I'm fine with that. I don't know. I just felt like there should have been more to this Jericho of Honor type of thing. I felt like there should have been other guys that they brought in, former Ring of Honor people, to challenge him. I would have loved to have seen a PCO come in there and have a match with him. I, I just would have loved to have seen other people, um, you know, potentially Michael Elgin come in there and have a match with him. But that'll never happen. Yeah, let I know. that go. I know. Right. Michael Elgin is not on a lot of people's favorite lists. No. Um, but I'm just saying from a match perspective. Yeah, I mean, he put off a good match, but there's just too much. There's a lot of baggage there. Yeah, he, he's he's done. Like, let's just we'll move on from him. He's finished. So He'll be wrestling independence in Thunder Bay, Ontario for 75 bucks a night. That's what's going to happen with him. Oh, wow. 
So let's talk about this here. So right now, Adam Cole's on the shelf. So obviously, Adam Cole, they're not going to put him in a program with somebody right off the bat. Hangman Adam Page is on the shelf right now. Obviously, he would be a go-to guy. Andrade had surgery on his pec. He's clearly out for a while. There was rumors he was done with AEW altogether. There was. I don't think that Tony Khan's going to buy out his contract or allow him to leave. Tony is not wanting to see anybody who is disgruntled with his company go over to WWE, which it just, it clearly doesn't look good from a business standpoint, but I digress. What would you do? What would you do? So you say maybe a Brian Danielson. Okay. Um, I hate to say this, but when people say, well, the roster's so bloated, who are you going to throw out there? Well, there's a big question. Who in the hell are you going to throw out there? I mean, you're going to throw out Darby Allen. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, you're going to throw out Eddie Kingston against him? I, I don't think. It, but it's not going to happen. No, it's not. It's great, though, because Eddie's so good on the microphone. Sammy. You think Sammy Guevara in MJF is going to be a thing? Damn good match. Okay. It's two young guys. No guys you want to build around. Okay. I mean, you'd have to there had to be a, a lot of story getting changed around. I'm not sure how you would make it happen. But I'm just thinking for a straight up match. Man, that'd be good. I think that'd be damn good. Well, I, I guess my main point is there's not a ton of guys. I mean, here's what I would like to see. I would not mind seeing Miro come back. I think that would be really, really cool. See Miro come back and see what he can do. Um, I would love to see Malachi Black get a chance to be um, having a feud with MJF. I think that would be really good. Pack, I think, would be really good. But clearly, they're not going to do that because Pack is going to continue to work in the trios until this whole program with the Elite, the best of seven or whatever the hell it is, is done. Right? Um, it looks like Powerhouse Hobbs is going to be going more so after the TNT Championship, which now, interestingly enough, is being held by Samoa Joe which I thought Samoa Joe was going to be, you know, strictly directly just with Ring of Honor, but it looks like that could be. What about Samoa Joe? Samoa Joe versus MJF. Is that something you'd see or you would like to see? No. Well, then it starts to really get limited here. What about Ricky Starks? Wardlow. You could do, well, that would be the one that you would really draw people because as much as he's been poorly treated, Oh my God, this could be boss versus employee and employee finally gets his just dues. I think that would be a good, good match. Right, because you could do something to, you know, I don't know, Wardlow comes out, interferes in one MJF's MJF's matches of some sort. MJF goes offside, calls him a bum. You lost your title to Samoa Joe, you know, Cut a skating promo on Samoa Joe too, just cut everybody to shreds, right? Then you started a little bit of a row between Wardlow and MJF. Uh, I don't know, it's, could work. It'd be something, something interesting. Those two, that's the ratings on the wall for that. It's been on the wall for a while. It just it's well, it's the same never thing happened with with, uh, with Britt Baker and uh, Rebel. Rebel. It's the same thing. What's going on, Rebel? She's. Just, I don't know what if she does something. Deal? I don't know what she does with the company, but she was so mistreated by by 
by Britt Baker. And now I think the Britt Baker thing writes itself as well. Britt Baker versus Jamie Hayter, right? Britt is always stealing the thunder when Jamie's out there. At some point, you're going to have to start telling the story of Britt is getting jealous being second fiddle to Jamie or Jamie's getting tired of Britt acting like she's second fiddle when she's the world champion. Those two worlds are definitely going to collide at some point. I have a feeling it just writes itself. I've been wanting to see Rebel and Britt Baker for a bit. I would love to have seen I mean, it. it, it it's the same Rebel's dichotomy. getting wasted. Uh, I, hey, look. She doesn't, she doesn't do nothing. She she, look, she's, she's a valet, basically, at this point. Not to yes. anything wrong with being a valet. I don't mean it that way, but she was brought in as in-ring talent. Correct. And she has wrestling experience. You know, I don't know. Maybe she can't wrestle no more. I, I, I have no idea. Yeah. Maybe she doesn't want to wrestle anymore. That's a good question. Maybe she doesn't. I mean, you know, there's a lot of reasons it could be, but it just seems this has gone on for, well, right off the get-go. She's, she's been Britt Baker's valet, lackey, whipping post, everything else. So where do we ultimately think this whole MJF thing goes? Where do we think ultimately his um, first feud is going to come from because as much as we're talking about Wardlow Wardlow's definitely not going to be there Wardlow's right now involved with Samoa Joe screwing him over winning the championship turning on him he's got a he has unfinished business with with Samoa Joe first so he's got to stay focused on that do you think a Lance Archer bringing him in would do any good or do you think the the ship the ship has sailed on Lance Archer because at one point he was really hot um, prior to the pandemic and then it seemed like after the pandemic things really started to slow down for him and I haven't seen him on AEW TV in a long time. Yeah, well, what's the deal? Has he gone back to Japan? Well, he has a working what? relationship with New Japan Pro Wrestling and I believe there is another promotion over there that he works with as well. Um, but I just don't see him really being used. He used he gets used on some of the, the other programming, but as being a main event pushed guy, I just don't see it. And I'm just I kind of scratch my head. Why isn't he being used? Well, you can't. If if he's got commitments over in Japan with New Japan and, and whoever else it is, then that's a that's a long ass flight. It's not like he's gonna fly back for a Wednesday event and then fly back to Japan. You can't be in, in two major feuds at the same time. I mean, I don't know so much now, but he was over big time in Japan previously. Absolutely. I don't know I if agree. he still is or not. So it's just, just he doesn't have the time. He can't yeah. make the commitment. And good for him. He's over there. He's getting paid. Hey, have at her, fella. Make your money when you can, but he's not a guy you want to push. Well, um, for his... As interesting as it is to try to play Booker here and try to find out what's next for everybody, um, it it does get difficult to start. Where do where do the dominoes fall? I mean, so okay, let's let's even look at this situation here. So Orange Cassidy is the All Atlantic Champion. That championship wasn't even defended on their last pay per view, and they have four pay per views a year. Mm-hmm. Four. It's not being defended. So I guess my big question here is, you know, a lot of people say, why does AEW have so many championships? Right. I get that to some degree. But the other thing is, 
why is this not being defended like any other championship, like the trios, like the tag, like the world champion? Like, I don't understand why this title, and maybe it's just because it's on Orange Cassidy, but don't you think there's some matches out there that would be really good for Orange to have? There would be for sure, but there's only so much TV for them. No, I get that completely, but why wouldn't you put him in a title defense against somebody that I think it would be a reasonable flip of a coin on who could win with that? Who? I hate to say it, but I mean, what about Darby? I'd watch that. And here's the other thing that I also don't understand, and and maybe you can clear this up for me. Why is it that Darby Allen was never matched up, and and I know what you're probably going to say when I say this, but just follow me on this. Darby Allen's a daredevil, right? Mm -hmm. The only other guy who's a daredevil that I think of would be Jeff Hardy. And obviously Jeff is not with the company right now. You want to explain that to you? (laughs) When he stopped. When he comes back, I just think that that would make the most sense. At some point in time, you're going to have to end this whole alliance with Sting. That's my opinion. You're going to have to end this alliance with him. Darby's going to have to to break out on his own. Or maybe there's a rift between he and Sting. And there's a there's a, a buildup between the two of them. And then there's a blow-off match where Sting shakes his hand and rides off into the sunset. And that's Sting's way of, of exiting uh, the wrestling world. There's got to be something because right now I don't see them utilizing Darby Allen. And if Darby's really looked upon as being one of the pillars like MJF, like Sammy Guevara, like Jungle Boy, et cetera, et cetera, you really need to make sure he's more high profiled on the card and he's getting a lot more time on TV. Am I crazy in saying that? No, you're not crazy in saying it. I, I think you might be incorrect in saying he's one of the pillars. As far as Darby? I don't, I don't... Yeah, I don't think he is. Not anymore. He was. So what made but him now not? he's just, he, he got lost. Do you he think he got, got lost, lost in the because shuffle? with the whole Sting affiliation? I think he became a victim of the WWE imports taking over and he got forgotten. Okay. That's what I think happened there. Because he just so, kept bringing more and more and more guys in. And once again, only so many hours. And well, I, he just got lost in the shuffle, unfortunately. Right. And I agree they have brought in a lot of different people in. No, no doubt about that. However, you've got to do something with him. Oh, I agree they should. Don't, I mean, don't get I me mean, wrong. I mean, this is another wasted talent. Where else are we going to find? So, okay. If if Darby was a pillar, mm-hmm. he's not a pillar now, who would you say are the quote-unquote pillars of the company? And you can include men and women on this one. Sammy. You yeah. still have faith in Sammy? Yeah, I, I think he's, he's going to be. I don't think it's necessarily in a great place right now, but he's, they, they need to give up his gimmick of coming in and kissing and making up. Please stop. Okay. Just, just stop. Okay. Um. MJF, obviously, I man. That's a no-brainer there. I, I would okay. think. Who in the women's division is a pillar? Oh, it's easy, Britt Baker. That's once again no-brainer. It's Britt Baker. But she makes the women's 
AEW go around. It's her. Whether she's champion or not, she still makes it all go around. Right. Every pay-per-view, Britt Baker's on it. You watching a match? Hell yeah. Jake yeah, Cargill's on it. I think I'll go make a sandwich. So, right, you got Sammy. Sammy. Yep. You have MJF. You say Britt Baker. Mm-hmm. Who's another one? Jungle Boy? Jack Perry? Possibly. I mean, he's definitely... Uh, I was thinking more of a veteran for your for your fourth pillar. Okay. Jericho. Chris Jericho. I mean, how many more years does he really probably have in his system? I mean, he's, what, 55 now? Probably. Yeah, but still, your, your pillars is not just going to be the youngins coming up. You know, certain pillars got to be there to help push the others along, teach them the ropes, you know, so on and so forth. There's a lot to be said for that. For the oh, I agree with you. Leadership. I mean, hey, let's be honest, Jericho's the guy. He's been there. He's done that. He's won everything. He's wrestled everywhere. He's a rock star. He's a everything. He's also Canadian, just in case you forgot. And I apologize. He's 52, not 55. But I, I think he would be, right now, I think he would be your fourth just because he brings so much all-encompassed. Not just in ring or not just on the mic, just everything. I think he would be your fourth one. If you're going the route of younger um, people you can build your future around, Adam Page. I would love to see Adam Page be a part of this long term. Absolutely. I'm with you on that. But that's who I would be. But if I were to build, if I want four, those are the four for me in AEW right now. I know I know Jericho is not a popular pick on that. Um. I don't think anything's wrong with those picks either. I mean, I think I would probably throw Jungle Boy in there as well. I would throw him in there um, because I think that I just feel like there's a lot of upside to him that I don't mm-hmm. think they've even gotten close to his max potential yet. But let me also throw this at you. The House of Black is back. Would you agree that, let's say the Elite end up winning the best of seven series for the trios titles? Okay. So they're the champions now. You got to think that one reason you brought House of Black back was to at least compete or go for gold. You're not going to have those three guys, Buddy Matthews, Brody King, and Malachi Black, just standing around. Jesus, you got to use them not. for something. Either bring them back for the trios, bring them back to go for the Brody King and Buddy Matthews to go for the tags, throw Malachi in there for the world title picture. You gotta utilize those guys because they're so good at what they do. I would hate to see these three guys come back and then it really was for nothing. It was just for a bunch of random matches that happen on TV. I hope that doesn't happen. Uh I don't think they'll come back as a trios championship. I don't think there's a lot of legs in the trios championship, just from a financial decision. If you put off a trios match, that's seven talent you gotta pay. Sure. Your six wrestlers and your referee. Financially, that's an expensive match. You know? Well, but you've already introduced the championships. I mean, at this point in time, you... you... 
But that doesn't mean you gotta be pushing it hot and heavy. Orange Cassidy's a champion, just finish saying. No, nobody gives a damn about that one. Well, and see, that's the thing that bothers me here because if you're going to have a championship and you're going to do something with them, you really want to have that person spotlighted. Mm-hmm. And they're not really spotlighting him a whole heck of a lot. He, he's just not. And you have four pay-per-views a year. One of the pay-per-views, he hasn't even defended. And not to say every championship has to be defended on the pay-per-view. But what I'm saying, though, is because they did have a loaded card on that last show, and it did run. It was long. Too long. But it, and, and it didn't even have to be that long. They could have had cut down on some of those matches. They could have cut back on some of those backstage promos and packages. But the point is, though, if you have a pay-per-view, you would like to think that your titles are going to be defended on those pay-per-views. I mean, for me, that's just a given. You're only doing it four times a year. That's not that big of a deal. It's not big of a stretch to say the world title, the tags, the trio, the women's, and the All-Atlantic. Put them on each pay-per-view. Um... TNT championship. Oh, good point. Well, that's more of a TV title. So so every pay-per-view is basically going to be United of the Champions? I think out of four pay-per-views a year, if you're not going to really defend them on TV a whole lot, it's once every, what, three months? Mm-hmm. I mean, think about it. When you had Survivor Series... King of the Earth. It was Survivor Series, WrestleMania, SummerSlam. Rumble. What were the big five? Royal Rumble. God, what was that? WrestleMania, Survivor Series, SummerSlam, Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble. And I don't want to say the fifth one was King of the Ring. I don't believe that was no. true. What were the big five? I'm probably missing something so freaking obvious. Yeah, probably both of us are. But but just, I just don't think if that's what it's going to be, so all your pay-per-views are going to be just championship matches. So how do you start new feuds if all your matches are all just going to be championship matches? Well, your programs would last three months. So you would last at 12 weeks. And then obviously it would culminate in someone either – Defending the championship successfully or losing the championship. But if you're then, if you're changing titles too much, titles don't really mean as much if it's just hot potato championships. Well, no, but if you have four pay per views a year, and I'm not saying that the, the championships have to change hands all four times. No, I know. I'm saying you could change them once, maybe twice in the course of a year. But have those matches, though. Have those titles highlighted. You could have all four retain, but I still feel like they need to be out there. They need to be out there. You have the supplemented with other matches that are not championship, championship matches. I agree. To. I agree. I agree 100%. So. Just my take on that. I think it's, uh, mm-hmm. it's interesting. Well, that's um, the fun of it. No, you got your opinion. I mean, it's wrong, but you still have it. And I have mine, which is, well, it's right. You know what? You that's know, how we, that, that's, you know that's I'm just busting your chops, but no, but it is. It's the beauty of it. You got your take. I got my take. 
I mean, you think Britt Baker is is the the face of the women's division? Personally, I think Jamie Hayter's the face of the women's division. Yeah, and, I think, and, and I'm not saying you're wrong. If you could 100% be there, just for me, my opinion, I think it's Britt Baker. She doesn't need the title to be the face. Absolutely, you're 100% right. Legit. She doesn't need a belt, not she at all. She is what Roddy Piper was. They need the title over like Rover, like Tito Santana was, stuff like that. Look at this. Tito Santana. You like that? I do. It's true. He was a prime example. Did not need the title. Right back in the day, like, you know, in the 80s, he didn't need the title. But when he came out, you know, on Saturday Night Main Event, you lost your mind. He was Intercontinental Champion a couple times, but that was it. Tag champion, I'm sure, with Strike Force or something. But he was never, you know, your WWE or WWE, yeah, WWF champion or nothing like that. True that. Because he didn't need it. Some people don't need it. Britt Baker is that person. She could not have the title for the next three, four years. Yet she will still put off fantastic matches. And people will still watch. She will still be relevant. All right, before we close out the show, I want to go head-to-head with you in a little bit of what we're calling Pro Wrestling Jeopardy. Let's see which one of us truly has the noggin for the wrestling world. So, do you have your screen pulled up as well right now? I got it here now, yep. All right, so Big Brawl, Stables, Los Luchadors, Virtual Warfare, and The Gold Rush. All right. Because you are the visitor, uh, I will let you pick first. So, um, I will go... You you tell me which one. I'll click on it, and I'll ask you the question. If you get it right, I'll let you click on on it so it goes away on your screen. Uh, I'll take Los Luchadors for 200, Alex. Oh, wow. I would have not expected you to go Los Luchadors. All right, here we go. You ready? I don't know anything about it. I figured we'll get that out of the way first. Yes. The Man of a Thousand Masks. Who is the Man of a Thousand Masks? No masks? Oh, my God. You are correct. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That is tremendous. In fact, let me do this just so I can... Prove. Oh, you know what? You click on it. You click on it. You got it right. Click uh, on it. Space bird, a man who is Mil Mascaris. Wow, that's impressive. So I want you to keep score because I can't do okay. man very well. So you got a piece okay. of scratch paper? I'm in the office here. Give me a minute. All right. So he's got a piece of scratch paper. So, all right, kids, let's think. What am I going to do? What am I going to pick? So he just got 200 points. Let's see. All right, I think I'm going to play it easy right now. And I'm going to go for Gold Rush 100. Are you ready? I am. All right, Gold Rush 100. Read the question to me. Gold Rush 100. This title was held by Bruno San Martino for 11 years. I'm gonna okay, because you got to be real specific with this one. The answer I give you, he was the WWF champion, but it was I think it was called the WWWF champion. 
WWWF Heavyweight Champion. Oh, bullshit. Yeah, that's it. I get the 100 points. I get the 100 points, you horse's ass. It was the triple W's that you need. I needed to make sure I got in there. All right, so I got 100 points. You're up. It's 200 to 100. What do you want? Under protest. Um, <laughs> protest. Oh, get out of here. Stables for 100. Yeah, you Canadians. All right, stables. Here's the question. They have two words for you. DX. Suck it. It is Degeneration X. You are correct. Very good. Very good. So you got 100 points right there. Hey, so far, we haven't gotten anything wrong. Um, I'm going to go with, let's see. Let's stick with, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Let's go Gold Rush 200. This title was first won by the British Bulldog in 97 and dissolved in 2002. Uh, what is the European Championship? Very good. <laughs> Love it. Here we go. You notice how I threw in what is? I like that. All right, what do you got? What's your... Um, let's go... Virtual Warfare 200. Ooh, virtual Warfare. Look at this guy getting all schmancy fancy. This WWE game featured two top shows battling each other. This WWE game featured the two top shows battling. Raw versus SmackDown? That is correct. What is Raw versus SmackDown? Very good. All right, the end of the day. Sticking with what works. Let's go Gold Rush 300. Gold Rush 300. This title was made specifically for TNA Wrestling's No Limits division. I believe the answer is what is the X division championship? If you don't get that, you're getting kicked off the show. The X division it is. All right. Look at this. We are cooking with oil. Alright. Um, let's what's your, go... What's your... Stables for 400. Stables for 400. The question is, this stable of legends dominated TNA Wrestling in 2009. This stable of legends dominated TNA Wrestling in 2009. Granted, I have not hit the space bar, so I don't know the answer. But... Can I steal or no? Yeah, go for it, because I have nothing. Okay. Oh, shit. It is... It was the one that... That Sting was in it. Kurt Angle was in it. Kevin Nash was in it. I'm going to call it the Main Event Mafia. You got it. Bam! Who is... Yo, Daddy. I don't know. I never met him. (laughs) Um, does that mean since I stole, I keep control? Yeah, buddy. All right, here we go. You remember, if I get it wrong, you deduct points from my score, correct? I can, sure. Let's do that, yeah. I'm going to go for Big Brawl 100, please. This WCW pay-per-view took place every September. know what I want to say. I I feel like I know what it is, but then again, there's part of me that 
I'm just going to talk out loud. This is not me giving you my answer. This is me just talking out loud. I 99.9% of my brain wants to say Fall Brawl, which includes War Games, but then Slamboree, uh, a Legends reunion. I'm going to say uh, I'm going to say Fall Brawl. You got it. Oh, thank goodness. Thank goodness. All right. What's your uh, pick your poison here, bud? Um, virtual Warfare 300. Ooh, Virtual Warfare for 300. Here's your question. This Japanese wrestling game returned to America in 2007, even though it was never here. This Japanese wrestling game returned to America in 2007, even though it was never here. I don't know. Not a clue. What's the answer? I'm not going to guess either because I would have gotten it wrong. So I'm not even going to take challenge. It was called "What Is Fire Pro Wrestling Returns." Nope. So Never heard. You, so you deduct 300 from your score. Well, I didn't guess. No, it was it was your turn. This is horseshit. You have to when it's your turn and you pick the category. You either you have to answer it. You can't pass. This is where Trebek would go. I need an answer. Eh, eh, time is up. You would lose. You'd lose your points. You lost three hundred. All right, back to me. Let's see. I'm gonna take stables for two hundred, but this is bullshit. It's not bullshit. It's the way you play the game. This on, stable stay. split into black and white and wolf pack. <laughs> what is points? What is the new world order? Perfect. Oh my god. I'm a wrestling god. Alright, let's go. Um, back to you now. What are you going to pick? Virtual Warfare 200. Virtual Warfare 200. Here's your question. This WWF arcade game was ported to the Sega Dreamcast in 2000. Once again, this WWF arcade game was ported to the Sega Dreamcast in 2000. I didn't have a Sega Dreamcast. Okay, I, so what, what was the one in the arcade? Royal well, Rumble. I, I know what they were, but I'm not going to say anything. Royal Rumble was the one like four people could play at the same time, right? I have no idea. Why you got to be like that? I'm just saying, I have no idea. This is your Royal question. Royal Rumble. Uh, you're going to have to say it the right way. What is the Royal Rumble? Very good. It is what is the Royal yeah, Rumble. Excellent. Buddy. Excellent. So 200 points goes to the butt. Let's get an updated score here. What do we got to. here? It doesn't matter. Oh, my God. Not enough for me. All right. That's let me the current score. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go Big Brawl 200. like to play it conservative. This TNA wrestling event takes place in various baseball stadiums across the country. What? This TNA wrestling event takes place in various baseball stadiums across the country. This is a horseshit question because I feel... I, I think I have an answer. Are you ready? Yep. So I, I think... 
I think it's Global Force Wrestling. Nope. Freeland just lost 200. What's the answer? What is Base Brawl? That's so fucking stupid. Never heard of it. No, neither have I. Alright. Alright. The first blemish on my record. What do you got? What's your pick? Los Luchadores for 100. Los Luchadores for 100. It's the only other question that we've attempted so far. He was known as the chairman of WCW in 1997 and returned to AAA in 2010 to fight his replacement. Okay, now... <laughs> I know the Shit. answer. So do I, but he had a name change. Okay. Laparka is who I think it is, but is he not... L.A. Parka now, or did he not change to L.A. Parka or something? Okay, okay, first put it in the proper context. What is L? What is you have to pick one? You have to pick one of them. What is La Parka? You're you're going not L.A. Park. You're going La Parka. La Parka. Okay. That is this incorrect. Is who is no bullshit? It's who is L.A. Park? Hit the button. Hit the button. Oh, it's who is L.A. Park. A- Oh, oh my okay, god. Okay, this is horrible. No, fuck, I hate this game. No, uh, look, look, come on. There's plenty of points left on the board. I mean, you're just losing a lot, but I mean, don't feel bad. You, you don't just feel lost bad. I'm, you I'm lost a- 200 points right there, pal. Congratulations. Well, that was 100. Uh, oh, it was 100. Okay, whatever. Let me go to Big Brawl 200, please. How about Big Brawl 300? No, Big Brawl 200. You already did Big Brawl 200. Oh yeah, that was that stupid baseball horseshit. All right, do uh, do Big Brawl three hundred. This match was first seen at SummerSlam, nineteen ninety six, when Mankind defeated the Undertaker. Um, what is Buried Alive? Trying to figure out if I want to try to steal this or not. Boiler Room Brawl. What is Boiler Room Brawl? Fuck me. Okay. Yes. Damn it. So I get 300. Do you lose 300? You don't get anything. I think I should. No, you don't. You shouldn't think anything. That's, that's your, no, no. No, I either answer it and I get it wrong and I lose points and it goes back to you. Your turn. Or I don't answer it, and then you can steal. This so is, I bit the bullet. You weren't. Gonna this is get, under protest. You weren't going to get boiler room brawl. Bullshit. How do you know that? I'm I just have a very. Think. Uh, okay. All right. Here we go. Okay. What are you picking? Let's do stables. Five hundred. <laughs> Somebody's getting big for their underwear. All right. Yeah, here well, we go. No, I'm just really losing bad. So. Here we go. Stables five hundred. This WCW only lasted three months in two thousand. And featured 47 members. So this WCW only lasted three months in 2000, but he had 47 members. It's a NWO. Now, when you now okay now when I say NWO, does that include like NWO Latin, NWO <laughs> Oak NWO, NWO. No, you have to get the 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 the. If you're going with the NWO, you got to get the specific group. 
I mean, first of all, I mean, who's even to say it's the NWO? But I mean, that's your that's your call. This WCW. Who the hell else would it be? It's got to be NWO. So you gotta you have to pick one if you're going with that. Even if you say nothing, you're gonna lose five hundred. I'm going because. Wolfpack. So put it in the proper phrase. What is the NWO Wolfpack? That is not correct. Hit the button. What is what the hell is New Blood? The New Blood is when remember when Bischoff and Russo were going against the Millionaires Club. It was like the Millionaires Club versus the New Blood, and it was basically the whole roster versus like Lex Luger, Sting, Hogan, um, Diamond Dallas Page, Goldberg, all that kind of stuff. Anyway, you lost five hundred, so I could. I'm in the hole. Are you seriously? Are are you under? Yeah. Give us, give me an update on the score. Seriously, I'll give you a okay, second. Okay, so we got one, two, four, six. I'm negative 300. What do I got? 10,000? Don't push it. So one, three, six, ten, ten, eleven, thirty. You're at a thousand. I'm at a thousand. That's including the points I lost. That's right. Yeah. Okay, you, so you would be 2,500. Wow. Or sorry, not 25 or 1500. Sorry. Okay. Okay. All right. So you lost. It's my turn. I'm going to go. Oh, man. This is tough. I'm going to go Gold Rush 400. This title was first held by Shane Douglas in early 90s. Um. Shane Douglas, early 90s. I mean, before he became the ECW World Champion, he had that whole thing with the NWA and um, Dennis Corluzzo. So I'm going to say, what is the NWA Championship? Wrong. What is ECW Championship? Well, okay. That has to be contested because... Nope. He won. No, 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 but no. The Hold answer on. says doesn't make no. no wrong. He won the NWA championship. He dropped it in that famous moment, and then he raised the belt of ECW. So he would never have been a champion had he not won the NWA championship. Put the points on the board. You got it wrong. Bastard. Let it go. So that was four hundred. Four hundred minus four hundred. Just so you know. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah. Even though those listening to this will probably say Freeland was right. No. All right, what do you? What's your pick? What's your poison? Stables three hundred. Stables three hundred. The leader of this stable, oh god, is a sixteen-time world champion. I sure shit hope it's four horsemen. What is the four horsemen? That's if it your comes final back answer. Back is evolution. I'm done. Okay. The, so once again, I'm saying the four horsemen. The leader of this stable is a 16-time world champion. Your answer, say it in the correct phrase. What is the Four Horsemen? What is the Four Horsemen's correct? There you go. Hey, I'm even. You're back to zero? Yeah. Very nice. Um, I'm going to go Big Brawls 400. This WCW pay-per-view's sixth installment featured Hulk Hogan, and the giant in a steel cage. Oh, 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 my. The sixth installment. 
Okay. Man, I'm gonna look stupid if I get this wrong. Um Hulk Hogan Giant. They didn't call him Hollywood No. So it was prior to him going heel. In a cage? Um In a cage. It was a super event. A super event. Oh, now you're giving it away. What? You're giving it away. Are you trying to give me a hint? Yeah, I'm trying what? to help you beat me. Yeah, that's my logic. I, I, what, is right, super, right, what is Super Brawl? That backfired. Yes, it's Super Brawl. <laughs> Reverse psychology doesn't always work. No, nothing really works on me. Reverse or front gear. So that was four hundred. That was four hundred. Yeah. All right, perfect. All right, what do you what, you, what pick your poison? Stables for five. Or not stables, uh, brawls for five. I was just about to say yeah, you're not going to be trying to milk a question that's already been asked. This yeah. tournament that mixed boxing with wrestling was won by Bart Gunn in 1998. Oh, what is the brawl for all? That is correct. I would hope so. <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> if I got that one wrong, that's it. I got tears rolling out of my eyes. This is fantastic. Um, give me a second here. I got to do something. Let me... Give me a second here. Let's see. What do I want to do? No, I don't want to do that. I want to do this one. Yeah, let me do this one. Okay. All right. God, I hope I've done this right. Um, there's a chance that this show might not might not fully be recorded, but you know what? We're just going to keep going. Oh, fantastic. I know. Um, so we have Los Luchadors, Virtual Warfare, The Gold Rush are the only three categories left. Um, I'm going to go Virtual Warfare for 400, please, But This 2010 game is the only video game on the iPhone and iPad. It seems like they get harder the more money they're worth. Um, oh, that's just like Jeopardy. Who'd have thunk it? This is the only wrestling game. On okay. the iPhone and the iPad. I, I had... No, I wouldn't have got it. I'm going to say, what is Legends of Wrestling? What is TNA Impact? Oh, that's... Nope. Yeah. So I lost 400. So where am I at right now? Um... Am I in the Three, hole? six, ten, thirteen. Take away. <laughs> you oh, yeah. No, there's seventeen. Oh. 
Yeah, you're not doing well. You're at 600, Freeland. I'm at 600 positive. What are you at? Don't give me that snicker. Take away uh, one, three, <laughs> two, <laughs> minus 300. Zero. I'm at 500. Oh, it's a 100 point game. Okay, yep. so what you, pick your poison here. You got Los Luchadors for 300, 400, or 500. You got Virtual Warfare for five, and you got the Gold Rush for five. Virtual Warfare, 500. Oh, man, this could make or break you, brother. Here we go. This Mexican wrestling game was the only video game designed and produced in Mexico. Yeah, I'll just take away the 500 right now. Can I? I didn't hit the button. Can I try to steal? You know what? No. I'm not going to. I'm not going to because if I get it wrong, I'm going to lose 500 as well. So I. Okay, so we'll do this as a gentleman's thing that doesn't go against the guess because I have nothing. Um. <sighs> What is AAA Lucha Libre? What is Lucha Libre Heroes del Ring? Yeah. Didn't happen. Uh, my turn? It is. I'm going Gold Rush for 500 because I feel like that's probably my best opportunity. And that's probably what I should have went with. But... This title was first won by Norman Smiley in 99. I'm going to say, what is the hardcore title? You're wrong. What? What is WCW Hardcore Championship? Bullshit, bullshit. Norman Smiley only wrestled in WCW. I get the goddamn points. I get the points. Do not stick a finger in my butt. Don't do that. I'm protesting this. You cannot protest it. I can. Norman Norman Smiley never wrestled anywhere else. He wrestled in Japan. Shut up. It's ridiculous. All right, it's your turn. So we're going south of the border for the last three questions. This looks like this could this could determine the game. I'll take Los Luchadors for 500. Let's make oh going all in. Wow. Wow. Okay, here we go, Thelman Louise. Here we go. A former member of the NWO and the Redose leader in AAA. I'm going to repeat that again. A former member of the NWO and the, and it's spelled R-U-D-O-S. I don't know how you pronounce it. Rudose Who leader in AAA. Wow! Of all the effing questions you could get, that would be worth 500. Oh, you bastard. Alright, what's um, what's our updated score right now? We'll figure out after. It doesn't make any difference. All right, my turn. Well, I'm going to have to go for a juggernaut. I'm going to have to go 400. This man wrestled in the WWE as Sin Cara, but returned to Mexico in 2013. Oh, my God. I have to get a WWE bullshit. I don't even watch their crap. Um, What is his name? In Mexico. Uh, What's his Mexican name? Okay. Uh, God. The only thing I can say, and I'm babbling here, is is who is Kalisto? Who is Mystical? Oh, F me. Alright. Take away 400 for Michael. Alright. And now it's 300 for me. Son of Dr. Wagger, brother of Dr. Wagger Jr. I don't know. Dr. Wagger III. 
But you got to put it in the right phrase. Who is Dr. Wagger the third? I don't know. No, who is Silver King? Never heard of him. You got it wrong. So at the end of the game, but what? how did everything turn out? Who was the first front row material Jeopardy wrestling champion? It's the only competition you've actually followed all the way through on, Freeland. You are terrible. Okay, so four, three, so then one, back up to three, take away one, two, no, 300 in a hole, 300 even, 500, take away, I got 200. Okay, so the whole game you get 200 points. I feel like you've probably won. I don't think I have. No I don't have, way. I don't think I have 200 points. So, 3, 6, 10, 11, 13, 11, 8, 4, 8, 4, 13. Oh, you had 900, Freeland. I ended in the positive? Yeah. 900 to 200. Well, I tell you what, I will say this, but I did not feel confident. I did not feel confident. I thought that was a very, very good competitive match between you and I. That's how I feel. My belly's not good and I fart. I'm not confident. Oh my god. Are you? Hey, you gonna do this for me? You gonna do this for me? Come on, come on. Ah! Scissor me, daddy butt. Oh, I love it. Guys, I hope you enjoy this as much as I did. We talked WWE, we talked AEW, we played a little booker, we played a little matchmaker, we talked about some headlines that are happening in the world of wrestling. We also went ahead and played a little Wrestling Jeopardy. Listen, if you're enjoying this podcast, please, by all means, go ahead and hit the subscribe button on any major podcasting platform. New episodes drop weekly. I will say that. Um, we are brought to you by the MLW Radio brand. Please go ahead and check out all their lineup of shows. And please hit us up on our social medias as well. You can be up at Mike Freeland, M-I-K-E-F-R-E-L-A-N-D. My DMs are always open. You're more than welcome to slide in if you'd like. That's what the kids say, right, bud? Slide into the DMs. I'm old. I don't know, man. All right. Tell people how they can meet you. How, how well, they can contact you. What in God's name? <laughs> oh, my God. That looked, like, that looked like there was an earthquake in Canada. The look on your face was was priceless. Oh, my God. Yeah, no. Gotta... That was awesome. <laughs> Apparently, we got to redo the offices. Oh the setup is not working anymore. If you uh, have seen this on video... He allegedly came to desk, but the look on his face, you would have thought that the Richter scale was going off its limits. That was fantastic. But tell people oh, where they can find you. Uh, on Twitter, at gotnoof2291, at G-O-T-N-E-W-F-2291. Get me on Facebook, CB79, Wooden Toymaker. I like it. So give us an update on... Uh, the toy situation. So, where do we stand right now? How many toys still have to be made in your workshop? What's uh, what's the dealio? They're all made. Uh, got a little over six hundred made. Holy cow! I uh, got about hundred and fifty left to finish. Uh, nice. They're all sanded. It's just got to glue some wheels on, uh, glue some gems in them. I got to make some magic wands. Um, what else do I have to make? Oh, and uh, sorry, and I got to sand off some. Uh, wooden ducks I'm working on right now. Oh, that's so, tremendous. Yeah. So, yeah, so the what, show's this weekend. I'm hoping to pull in with over 600 toys and have some fun. So give everybody the details who are listening who are happen to be either in 
the northern portion of the United States or our good friends in Canada as well. Where's the big show? What are the details? Give them the rundown. It's McKinnon Brothers Brewery in Bath, Ontario, uh, December 3 and 4 from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. to be over 50 vendors. Uh, there's going to be some food trucks there. Uh, Santa's going to be there. There's wagon rides. Um, they have, obviously, it's a brewery, so you can get your adult beverages. Uh, you know, they all, they have a little coffee bar there. They have a vegan-friendly food stand, if that's your cup of tea. Uh, all kinds of stuff there. There's something for everybody. Uh, me and my wife actually went Sunday morning. They had another market there. Just needed a little get out of the house, so we went up here. It's fantastic. Lots of really nice things to see. A beautiful drive from here, too. It's all through the country. So if you're near it, come on in and see me. We'll have what a little booth, bit of this, a little bit of that. What booth number are you so people can make I sure am that they... booth 13 in the Marquee Tent. Marquee Tent. That's where they put all the main eventers, all right? They put the jobbers everywhere else, but he's in the main event. He's in the Marquee Tent. Lucky number 13, Christopher Butt. I'm saying this with all sincerity. The man makes incredible products. Looking for Christmas gifts, birthday gifts, whatever it may be, go ahead. Great prices, great quality products. He stands behind everything. Once again, what is the address again? That we got to look up, but I'm working on it. Give me a second. All right, so I'll keep talking. So it's going to be a great event. Obviously, what the bud said was there's going to be drinks. There's going to be food, coffee, all that kind of stuff. Santa's going to be there, for goodness sake. So Santa's going to be there. You're going to be able to probably get your Christmas shopping done, see Santa, eat some good food, have some fun. I'm sure there's going to be music as well. Take the kids, take the wife, the girlfriend, whoever you may be with. Have a fun day. What's the weather supposed to look like? What's the weather for forecast? Uh, Saturday is supposed to be uh, nine degrees, so it's like 50 degrees for you. Wow. With a 40% chance of one millimeter of rain, so nothing. And Sunday, it's supposed to be around two uh, with some sun. So not bad weather. So that would be for us in the United States. What If it's nine, it's 50. So 48 degrees? No, two degrees would be 35, 36. 35, 36. So bundle up, bundle up and go. But yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a great hell of a weekend. Remember, marquee yeah. tent number 13. Write it down. What's the location again? 1950 County Road 2, Bath, Ontario. Perfect. Love yeah, it. Come on in if you're in the area. Come on in and see me. I'd love, love to shoot shit with you. Say hello. Maybe even get a beer. Love it. Love it. Wrestling fans, definitely support the vendors. Support everybody who's part of this because it's a great, great thing. And it's a get out of the house thing, like Bud said. Get out of the house. Have some fun. Take the kids. Get some food. It's a perfect thing to look forward to if you're done with that busy work week. Say, guess what, guys? We're going to go, and we're going to have a good time. But I'm proud of you. You're going to do amazing. And uh, I have a feeling you're going to sell a ton of toys. And I also am making a prediction that Sam is going to come over, and he's going to say, hey, guess what, man? I got a foreman position up in the North Pole. I think you might need to help these elves out. I'm just saying. Think about to be two fat bearded toy makers there. <laughs> oh, my God. I love, but you know what? What would make the world better? Santa and the butt making sure that Christmas is not crappy gifts. I love That's it. That's right. All right. For the butt, for myself, Mike Freeland, and for my executive producer, The Rit, it has been fun. It's been real. 
It's been real fun. That's going to do it. We'll catch you next time on Front Row Material. Have a good night. My name is Mike Freeland, and if you're looking for an exciting wrestling podcast to add to your library, then look no further than the Front Row Material brand. Each and every week, I sit down with some of the most exciting superstars in the world of wrestling, from upcoming stars in the indies to dedicated veterans of the squared circle. I also host a daily podcast called Headlines, which gives you the updated information on all your favorite superstars in all your favorite promotions, giving you not only the backstage look, but also what are the industry experts saying about things. And finally, join myself and my executive producer, The Rit, where we talk about everything in the world of professional wrestling all across the landscape, from storylines to interviews to what's happening and what we think is going to be happening the next time you turn on your TV. Don't miss it. It's the Front Row Material brand brought to you by the MLW Radio Network. The world of MLW Radio never stops.